Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. On the morning of Sunday, January 13th, 2018, if you were in the Hawaiian Islands and you had a a smartphone that was able to get warnings and notifications, it's likely that your phone started buzzing with an emergency alert that said ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. What would you do if you got that text? I knew some people who were in Hawaii at the time, and it started a lot of chaos on the island. People were frantically looking for shelter. However, it wasn't too long. Uh, It was actually longer than it should have been. 38 minutes and 13 seconds later, uh, they blamed the miscommunication on someone, uh, and we realized this actually was a false alternative alarm. But imagine if you got an alert like that on your cell phone right now. Would you take it seriously or would you assume, "Ah, no, this this is probably a mistake? Uh, Well, when we look at the warning systems in this world, we see they are clearly flawed. It's hard sometimes to trust these things when you see events like this. But when we come to the warnings of God's word, That is always something we should take seriously. And as we are looking both at Jeremiah and Hebrews today, we're going to see some things that we need to realize. This is no joke. This is not a drill. These are serious words. And let's start in the book of Jeremiah. These are serious words within a more historical context. And we're looking today at chapters uh, 24 through 26. And here, chapter 24 uh, just speaks of this vision of the two baskets of figs. And notice this will be something that we'll see happen more throughout the end of Jeremiah. We'll see there's this blessing on those that are in exile. And there is this curse, really, on those who fight against the Babylonians or those that that run away to Egypt. Um, There's a warning towards them. And you're going to notice in Jeremiah, you'll see this theme of those that accept God's judgment. It will go well with them. Those that fight against God's judgment or avoid God's judgment, it's not going to go well with them. And then we see Jeremiah prophesy specifically about these 70 years of captivity. Uh, We even see this in other books of the Bible. Somebody like Daniel looking and and knowing, hey, the, the 70 years was talked about by the prophet Jeremiah. It's likely these 70 years started in 605 BC. So that's before the destruction of the temple, which you uh, Old Testament scholars will remember, that's 586 BC. So it's before that. But we have to realize is the exile, they started taking in people into exile before the temple was destroyed. But it was the continued resistance that leads to the destruction of the temple. And then you see God describing his wrath. He talks about a cup of the wine of wrath. 
Um, and he talks about it not just for Jerusalem, but for other kingdoms as well, including Babylon. And we know that Babylon eventually will be judged. They will be uh, conquered by the Medes and the Persians. And then we see uh, Jeremiah, uh, some of the personal struggles that he had, how he was threatened with death for bringing the word of the Lord, but he is spared. But it tells of another uh, prophet, this prophet Uriah, who was not so fortunate who was killed, really martyred for speaking the words of the Lord. And so you can see Jeremiah was bringing a warning and he was not taken seriously. And the result was disastrous uh, for the people that ignored Jeremiah. Uh, Now that helps set the stage for a warning we see at the beginning of Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, We saw yesterday that Jesus Christ is superior to the angels. And it says, therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. So there we see that he's saying, hey, if if the angels and the message they delivered, if that was proved true, how will we escape if we uh, neglect what we have heard? And I think that connects with what we're seeing with Jeremiah. If the words of Jeremiah proved true and the people that ignored him uh, faced judgment and, and there were consequences, how much more? Those of us who have the completed scriptures, those of us who have the benefit of history that points us to Jesus Christ, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, uh, attested to with all these miracles. If we ignore that, how is it going to go with us? Well, well, not, not well. Um, and so there we need, we see that the seriousness with which we should take these warnings, um, but it leads, it doesn't just leave us there with, Hey, be warned. Uh, it gives us the solution. And that's what I really want to talk about as we continue on in our reading today, because we see there is a serious problem. There is serious judgment that is coming for those that do not know Christ, but God has provided a solution. And we know that solution is Jesus Christ. It speaks of, uh, of the solution starting in verse 10. It says, for it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, and clearly from the context here, that he is referring to the Father. Um, but it's interesting that that for whom and by whom all things exist is that similar phrase in Colossians 1 is used to describe Jesus Christ. Just another, an, another one of many passages pointing us to the reality of the Trinity. Uh, but it says, in bringing many sons to glory, that God, the Father, should make the founder of their salvation, Jesus, perfect through suffering. And so here we're reminded of so many things that I was reminded of recently in Philippians chapter two of how Jesus Christ did not count equality with God, something to be grasped, but emptied himself, took on the form of a servant and became obedient to the point of death. He suffered and died and he 
partook in the same things as us. Verse 14, since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. So there we see the beautiful solution of the gospel that Jesus Christ suffered and died uh, towards us. And so there's a few things as we kind of wrap up today, I want you to get out of this as we think about the seriousness of sin and the solution that Christ brings. And even that warning there in Hebrews too, how are we going to escape if we ignore this? Um, And the first is, I hope it fills you with worship towards Christ. The one, again, not the phrase here, but in Colossians 1, it describes him as for whom and by whom all things were created. You were created for Christ and by Christ, he suffered and died for you so that you could be saved. That is big, right? The missile was headed towards you and he stepped in front of the missile and absorbed the explosion for you. So you could be delivered. If you're somewhere and you hear there's a missile coming and it's actually not a drill or a false alarm, you don't have to be afraid of dying because of what Jesus did. I hope you worship Christ today for what he has done towards you. And I hope even understanding the seriousness of your sin problem only magnifies your worship of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do hope that these warnings also um, fill you with hatred towards sin. So we see the seriousness of sin. And and as we think of what Christ has done, that that would fill us with a hatred towards sin and evil, that we want no part of it. This is what Christ died for. And also, I hope that this helps you to lean on Jesus for help with whatever you're going through today, whether it's suffering, trials, temptation, Jesus helps us. And it says uh, in verse 17, it says, therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Um, He is here to help us. He he knows what we have gone through. He is our merciful and faithful high priest. So are you being tempted today? Well, not only do you have Christ that has done the work to save you from that sin, not only should that fill you with hatred towards sin, but because we still battle with this flesh and we don't hate sin like we should, Christ is here to help you with your temptation as your faithful and merciful high priest. So call out to him today. Let that even be another warning. Uh, Sin is destructive. It is dangerous. You have been warned, but you have a shelter. You have a shelter that you can run to when the missiles of temptation are on the way because you have a faithful and merciful high priest who can help you because he was tempted. He knows what it's like. He can help you with your temptation. So as we think of the seriousness of the words that we see today in scripture, I hope that uh, fills us with a a sober mindedness and a right sense of seriousness. But I also hope that it drives us to Christ and to trust in him and to look to him, to, to worship him for what he has done for us and to look to him for the way of escape, as it talks about in 1 Corinthians 10, when we are tempted. Uh, Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.